from the Mercy One Studio. Be not afraid. Jesus is on the way to encounter you. Join Father Fabian Moncada every Tuesday at 9 a.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio. Also tune in Sundays at 10.30 a.m. for Be Not Afraid in Spanish. Now, hear the good news and be not afraid. Be Not Afraid is underwritten by Associated Ophthalmologists and Dream Dirt, Farm Real Estate and Auction Services. Good morning. Welcome to Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM. Be not afraid. Father PJ, good morning. Good morning, Father. So we have good camaradas next to us. We do. We have our special guests back again, Deacon Reed Flood and uh, seminarian Nick Stark, who are with us today to talk about the priesthood. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. morning. And today we have an uh, amazing saint that in light of our conversation, let us begin in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Almighty and merciful God, who made the priest Saint Jean Vianney wonderful in his pastoral seal, grant we pray that through his intercession and example we may, in charity with brothers and sisters for Christ, and attain with them eternal glory. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. The Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Of course, we have a, a, a great connection to St. Jean Vianney um, here in the state of Iowa. Boys, you want to tell the story? Yes. I went to Loris College, and Matthias Loris, Bishop Matthias Loris, was actually St. John Vianney's tutor back in uh, Gay Paris. Well, not Gay Paris, but in France somewhere. At Lyon, right? Mm-hmm. I think. Um, and um, so they were both in school together. Uh, Matthias was much better. Um, at the academics than St. John Vianney was. And so I don't remember if he was teaching him Latin or tutoring Latin, but um, so anyway, St. John Vianney was um, a bit of a glue eater in school. We're not going to lie. Okay, <laughs> we're not going to sugarcoat it. You know, don't, uh, you know, don't strike me down. I know, but uh, St. John Vianney, pray for me. But, but, um, and so he wasn't really getting what whatever declensions they were doing at the time. And so Matthias Loris actually boxed his ears, which if you don't know what that is, basically slapping someone in the ears to make like a concussive sort of thing in their head. And so it's very, um, very violent. But I guess that was just the way to teach people back in those days. And But, uh, you know, they both kind of um, looked at each other, cried it out, hugged it out. And then, you know, they lived happily ever after, you know. But, of course, Matthias Loris isn't a saint yet, and St. John Vianney is, so... Right, Matthias, um, Matthias got made a bishop, and Vianney got made a saint. Though, apparently... <laughs> so who got it better? I don't know. Any special comment about it? Well, just, you know, Bishop Johnson, if you're listening, remember that. Um, the, uh, the Apparently, he didn't hold a grudge, though, right? Because uh, because the window of St. Philomena, um, uh, uh, John Vianney uh, sends, sends Loris a, a window later on um, as an anniversary gift gift and so so they're apparently able to restore some kind of relationship though if you see pictures of them they clearly went to the same barber because they <laughs> could be like the same yeah. Guy. Yeah. back in the day <laughs> so jean Vianney is of course the patron saint of parish priests and uh and is a great model for all of us and so i thought we'd take time today to just really reflect on the priesthood on the gift that the priesthood is um on the mystery of the priestly vocation especially as you guys have encountered it over the course of these many years of seminary and as you approach um the last year in preparation for priestly ordination and, um, and, and the role that different priests have had in our own lives and how they've helped to shape and form us into the men that we are today. Um, Reed, uh, how have you experienced the priesthood as a gift? Mm. Well, for me, the earliest exposure I had to the beauty of the priesthood was in my minor seminary, which was actually okay. very fitting. And the motto that 
we adopted was a men in Christ, men of the church, men for others. And where I first saw this in, well, I saw this in the priests on staff. They were truly men of prayer, men of Christ. And John Vianney, the way he spoke of prayer was as this union with God. It's just the union with God. And he spoke of it as two pieces of wax that are fused together, where your heart is fused together with the heart of Christ to where they become one and the same. And as we know, the heart of St. John Vianney is incorruptible. He lived that out himself. Uh, so I saw this in specifically my high school chaplain, Father Zach Kautsky, who really primed me for the seminary. Mm-hmm. He was a man of prayer, obviously. He was a man of the church. Uh, but importantly, he was a man for others, and he was often involved in my life. He was the chaplain of our football team, and his example of witness, it wasn't so much all the things that he did, which were great, but the things that he was. Uh, he was being a true man of Christ, man of the church, man for others. So that inspired me and gave me a lot of courage and hope when I joined the seminary. I thought, okay, well, he's normal and awesome, so I could not have to be you know, anything other than the, the man who God created me to be than when I joined the seminary. And thanks be to God, uh, I'm a deacon now, so we're well on our way to the priesthood. Wow. And Nick, you? The experience of priesthood is gift. Oh, um, I mean, everything is <laughs> gift from the Lord. It's all gift, man. Uh, it's all gift. It's all gift. Um, uh, but I've just seen that every priest I've ever talked to um, who's made it to, like, their 50th or their mm-hmm. 65th or 75th or, you know, what I don't know. The priest, to make it to 100 years of priesthood is probably alive. We don't know. But um, it, they all say the same thing, that I would never choose another path. Um, it's all been worth it, um, and it's a beautiful life. And so I, I can only imagine that's what we're talking about when we say priesthood is gift. It was, uh, you know, Bishop Pates' famous line, if I had a thousand mm-hmm. lives to live over again, I'd live everyone as a priest. Um, and and I, I've certainly experienced that, too. Some of my um, earliest years as a priest were spent uh, at an old priest home in Chicago. And um, and those guys really were, um, were, were terrific models and examples. They made me think of they used to the, they used to call the Desert Fathers um, the beautiful old men. Wow. And there was w- w- with some of these elderly priests, there was a holiness that seemed to just radiate out of their faces. So while they weren't beautiful in a content- like in an aesthetic sense, right? There was there was there was a supernatural beauty that exuded out of sort of craggy old faces and kind of growly voices, um, but that really showed what a lifetime lived in loving service can do and be. Excellent. When I went to St. Paul Seminary, I remember uh, Father John Ake when he was the spiritual director and, and St. John Biani. Oh boy, all those guys loved him and uh, uh, that deeply encounter with the presence of God with him for confession, spiritual direction, simple advisor. Very good experience for many of them. And also today, thanks be to God, the Lord keep it, keeping him in good health is an excellent, an excellent confessor. That is very passionate to listen to others with a mercy and compassion from God to us. Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you, Dream Dirt Farm Real Estate and Auction, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. And be not afraid, Dream Dirt Farm Real Estate and Auction is a licensed, accredited, and experienced farm brokerage and auction company. Learn more at dreamdirt.com, including their online auction house, FarmBid, at bid.dreamdirt.com. Dream Dirt 
Farm and Equipment Auction Services, Farm Auctions, done right. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Leonetti in the Morning is provided by Blessman International. According to a 2019 Global Food Security Report, more than 820 million people in the world are hungry today. None of us can help all of them. Most of us can help one, one child. Your gift of $1 a day through Blessman International provides a child in South Africa with a daily hot meal, place of safety, educational experience, and spiritual development. To get started, go to Blessman International international.org and click sponsor a child is it time for a new roof then it could be time for you to get to know bell construction bell construction is a roofing company entering its 30th year of business they specialize in residential re-roofs like commercial jobs and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service with bell construction the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve they pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied bell construction 515-963-4494 thank you big red q quick print for underwriting the sports report family owned and operated since 1980 big red q quick print is a full service print shop ready to help you with all your printing needs with speed and accuracy forms manuals brochures letterhead envelopes business cards custom invitations design and bindery big red q quick print located across from merle hay mall online at big red q des moines.com big red q quick print we make printing easy What is the best gift ever? Well, some might say a Catholic education, and I agree. But if you think you can't afford Catholic education, think again. Apply for CTO, and you could receive up to half your tuition for kindergarten through 12th grade. More information is online, ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Welcome back to Iowa Catholic Radio, Be Not Afraid. One of the very remarkable holiness men for us in this current time is St. John Paul II. Very inspirational life for many Jewish people around the world. So what we can do? You know, St. John Paul II wrote uh, an exceptional book called Gift and Mystery, which was really a reflection on his 50th anniversary of ordination to the priesthood. And this book had a, a lot to do with my own vocation. Um, back in high school and in college. And he begins the book in this way. He says, at its deepest level, every vocation to the priesthood is a great mystery. It is a gift which infinitely transcends the individual. Every priest experiences this clearly throughout the course of his life. And faced with the greatness of the gift, we sense our own inadequacy. Then he goes on to say, a vocation is a mystery of divine election, of divine choosing. You did not choose me but I chose you and appointed you that you might bear fruit and fruit that will endure. So, so brothers, what I'd really like for us to reflect on here is simply this, this dynamic of the priesthood as a gift and as a mystery. Um, you know, that, that language that he's drawing on there, a great mystery, right? The magnum mysterium is, is nuptial imagery, right? He's drawing it from Ephesians 5. Um, this is a great mystery, the mystery of Christ in the church. So how have you experienced the priesthood as mystery? Mm. Well, using the example of St. John Paul II, I think he is such a good witness because he's such a good man. Even naturally, we know that uh, he was an athlete. He loved to ski. He was a hard worker. He worked uh, uh, at a stone quarry. Uh, and, but then also he was you know, a thespian. He was a great actor. He, uh, he and his friends would enact some of the great um, Polish plays. But 
what made him, I think, the greatest man was his devotion to our mother, who wow. really embodies gift and mystery in the incarnation. And we look and we see that, yes, like you can become a good man, you know, naturally, uh, maybe, maybe without our Blessed Mother, but there's no way to become a great priest without our Blessed Mother. And she teaches us, shows us, and gifts to us our Lord and shows us and teaches us as priests how to bring about Christ within the other person. Um, So she has been a beautiful example, obviously, for St. John Paul II, but then for me as well, our Blessed Mother, this priest in the mystery. Beautiful. Um, Nick, how have you experienced priesthood as mystery, both in the priests that you've known and then also as you've grown to word priesthood yourself? Oh, some priests are a bit mysterious, I suppose. Um, um, it's, some more than others. <laughs> some more than others, yes. Um, no, but I guess just the, the deepening, um, I mean, I suppose you two, Father Fabian and Father PJ, you could talk about it more, but just about the deepening, ever-deepening relationship with who Christ is, becoming more um, Christ-like as you, you know, go on, not only sacramentally, but just in your character and your person and your soul, right? And kind of what Reed was saying for me um, yeah, the the dynamic between the Blessed Mother and our Lord is like very, it's just, you know, it's mysterious for us because of how deep and profound mm-hmm. it is. And so yesterday I was praying my rosary and I'm like, should I pray my rosary in front of the statue of Mary or should I pray it in front of the tabernacle? But then I said, well, I'm going to pray it in front of the tabernacle because Mary was the original tabernacle who held the the word, who held Jesus in her womb. And I suppose this, you know, metal tabernacle will do just fine. And I have the statue of Mary right over there trying to hold those. Um, yeah, it's just, well, I am mm. mysterious. The seeds are comfier there too. It's <laughs> And the seeds are a little comfier than the pray do by uh, the Blessed Virgin Mary statue. So yeah, the, you got me there. But mm. yes, and so just kind of always not wrestling, but just, you know, thinking about the mystery. One of the ways, I don't know for you, Father Fabian, how this has affected you, but for me, I would say on the front end, um, through seminary and formation as a religious, um, I experienced priesthood primarily as gift. As a priest, I've experienced it mostly as mystery. Absolutely. You you wind up being called to places you never imagined you'd go never. and asked to do things that you never would have thought yourself capable of on your own. Do you, do you have an example of something? Absolutely. That, really... that, that two amazing mystery moments, diaconate ordination, priest ordination. And you mentioned a very interesting point, Deacon. When we are a priest and we set up everything for the Mass, it's exactly as the mother set up everything for the son. And when you assume the role of the Blessed Virgin Mary to set up everything for the nativity of our Lord at the altar to the celebration of the Holy Eucharist, I mean, your skin is completely in fire and your heart is complete. The time did not exist because you are right completely. Uh, we can use that in persona Christi, obviously, but at the same time, it's the fulfillment from love, entire for love, even if you are alone, celebrate the Holy Mass. So at that moment, nothing happened more than love the mother because the son is coming. Mm. The, 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 the mother's role, uh, I, I have a friend um, who was a, a, a religious sister for a long time and then left and, and, and is married. And, and when she would breastfeed, she would call it Eucharisting. 
be, because she's literally giving Whoa. her body for the sake of the baby, right? And I and there's something very, very Eucharistic about mothers themselves. And so there's something very maternal about our job as yeah. priests. Sure. And, I, and I find myself as I celebrate Mass, and especially during the pandemic when we yeah. were celebrating Mass mostly alone, um, of course the priest, when he says the words of the Lord, is speaking in the person of the Lord, in the, in the, in the person of Christ the head. Um, but like every Christian, the words are also aspirational. We want them to be our words because we want to be able to give our life, our body, our blood, our soul for the for, for the world. And, um, and and the priest, when he says mass attentively and devoutly, when he really puts himself into what he's saying and doing, the words of the Lord truly do become his words. Not in the same manner, after the same fashion, but it, but in a way that, that hopefully makes him more and better a priest. This is the Lamb of God who take away the sins of the world. Blessed are those who are invited to the supper of him. Beautiful. Iowa Catholic Radio, 11.50 a.m., 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM. Be not afraid. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Faith on Trial provided by Paul Martin and Paul Mitchell, owners of Imogene Ingredients. Imogene Ingredients supply specialized feed ingredients for livestock and pet diets to improve maternal and young animal health in both conventional and organic production. Information about Pharmatan and other products at ImogeneIngredients.com. Paul and Paul are members of St. Augustine's Knights of Columbus and encourage their brother knights to keep standing for their faith. Thank you to Mercy One for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. From the cardiovascular experts at the Iowa Heart Center to the pediatric services of Mercy Children's Hospital and Clinics. Mercy provides complete care for Central Iowa's adults and children with more than 50 primary care and specialty clinics in the Des Moines area. Find a convenient Mercy One location near you. Online at mercydemoine.org. Support for programming of Catholic Women Now partially provided by the Des Moines Law Offices of Fred Haas. Over 30 years helping injured Iowans recover losses from accidents and work-related injuries. Fred Double D Haas Double A FredHaas.com. Thanks to Blessman International for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Every year, Blessman International leads teams of Central Iowans to share the compassionate heart of Christ with orphans and vulnerable children in South Africa. You can learn more and sign up for a trip at blessmaninternational.org. Thank you, Ashworth Vision Clinic, for underwriting Dowling Catholic Sports 365 on Iowa Catholic Radio. Ashworth Vision Clinic online at ashworthvision.com. Ashworth Vision Clinic, 515-440-4610. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio was provided by Corel Contractor, serving Des Moines site work construction needs for over 60 years. Find out how you can support Iowa Catholic Radio at iowacatholicradio.com or 515-223-1150. Welcome back to Be Not Afraid, Father P.J., Father Fabian, through Iowa Catholic Radio. This coming Sunday, we have a beautiful piece from Matthew, chapter 14, verses 22 to 33. Deacon, could you please help us to read? Of course. The Lord be with you. And And with with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Glory Glory to to you, Lord. After he had fed the people, Jesus made the disciples get into a boat and precede him to the other side. While he dismissed the crowds, after doing so, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When it was evening, he was there alone. Meanwhile, the boat, already a few miles offshore, was being tossed about by the waves, for the wind was against it. During the fourth watch of the night, he came toward them, walking on the sea. 
When, it, this, when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified. It is a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. At once Jesus spoke to them, Take courage, it is I, do not be afraid. Peter said to him in reply, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. Peter got out of the boat and began to walk on the water toward Jesus. But when he saw how strong the wind was, he became frightened and began to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand and caught Peter and said to him, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? After they got into the boat, the wind died down. Those who were in the boat did him homage, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Jesus Jesus Christ. Christ. So very eloquent gospel. And also, do not be afraid. Right, those words repeated so often by St. John Paul II, so formative for many of us in our vocations. Uh, Brothers, uh, what kind of fear have you had to overcome in the course of your own formation and preparation for the Holy Priesthood? Mm, Man, (laughs) I always look at, so (laughs) I watched Lord of the Rings to prepare for my diaconate ordination. And what was interesting was that the battles always became more and more intense. Mm -hmm. uh, And therefore there was more and more to fear. Um, so I remember my first fear before I joined seminary was, oh man, are these guys going to be normal? Are they going to, yes. I mean, is it, yes. <laughs> what, what am I stepping into? So, so there was uncertainty and that required stepping out into the deep. And sure enough, that fear was dispelled immediately because Christ was there. And it's like, no, like these men are incredible. These are solid, good, holy Catholic men. And they actually called me on to become greater and more holier. And it's funny because when I stepped into major seminary, that was a step across the Atlantic Ocean, you know, studying in Rome at North American College. But spiritually, it might as well have been that step across the Atlantic Ocean, just like Peter stepped into the deep, like we heard in the gospel. And there was a real call to trust in our Lord that, okay, you're going to go learn a new language. You're going to go across the sea. You're not going to be home for a long time, but okay, Lord, let's, let's do this. And whenever you step out, uh, without not knowing necessarily where you're stepping, but you hear Christ's voice calling you, he will be there to catch you. Uh, thanks be to God. Good. Nick? Yeah, I was also afraid that people were going to be weirdos in <laughs> seminary when I first got there. Uh, but thanks be to God, they weren't you know, normal guys that just were trying to find Jesus in, in their life, you know, just trying to find the will of God in their lives, just like I was. And um, I think the biggest thing I was afraid of was if I fully invest in this formation thing, in this priesthood thing, am I somehow going to lose myself in this? And am mm-hmm. I just going to become, you know, one one with, you know, the... The collective. The, yeah, the collective. Mm-hmm. Like like I, I, I didn't want to conform, and I wasn't <laughs> an emo kid in school or anything. But, yeah, you know, I just, I didn't, I, I was, I had a fear of that. And, you know, I watched a TED Talk one time about... Uh, procrastination and how there's three types of procrastination. Procrastination about short-term goals, medium goals, and long-term goals. And in seminary, I think, a lo- I mean, in school, anywhere, I think the people who are looked down upon are the people who, um, you know, procrastinate on the short-term and medium-term uh, goals. But really, everyone is a procrastinator when it comes to long-term goals. And so in seminary, I think they're just trying to, like, uncover that and those things that perhaps you're afraid of um, just – to really push into that so that those long-term goals that Christ who to become who he wants you to be, um, you're just going to become a better 
uh, version of yourself. And so, you know, those realizations have really put me at ease if I ever thought that I was going to lose myself um, if I um, went full throttle and fully invested. Father, what has been the single most meaningful aspect of the priesthood for you? One day at a time. And leaving the priesthood one day at a time. Sometimes we presume that as a priest and our theological, philosophical, pastoral, ecclesiastical formation is enough to live in in the real world. And we need to figure it out, multiple realities through the eyes of faith, hope, and charity. And also the Holy Eucharist. That is, it's a, it's not comparable reality in in the earth and a heaven as well, but at the same time, it's in a very proactive and a spiritual manner for us as a priest, as a celebrant himself, but at the same time, it's a projection about the presence of God for many people around. Even if we are in into the pandemic with all these restrictions, it still be the main sacrifice. Very good. Very good. Well, let's pray then God's blessing upon all of our listeners, their families and friends, that they might encourage many in faithful vocations to the priesthood. The Lord be with you. And And with your your spirit. spirit. May God, the Father of all mercies, the provider of a most bountiful harvest, send his graces upon those whom he has gathered for the fruits of his labor, and preserve and strengthen all those he has called already into the harvest. And may Almighty God bless you all, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Be not afraid. Iowa Catholic Radio. Be not afraid. Jesus is on the way to encounter you. Join Father Fabian Moncada every Tuesday at 9 a.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio. Also tune in Sundays at 10.30 a.m. for Be Not Afraid in Spanish. Now, hear the good news and be not afraid. Be Not Afraid is underwritten by Associated Ophthalmologists and Dream Dirt, Farm Real Estate and Auction Services.